Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Well, I'm kind of going to kind of open up a new subject matter that I hadn't talked about in a while. It's not new. We talk, we preach and teach on health, healing, and wholeness uh, from time to time. But I've been led. I've been doing some studying and some uh, on, on this area. And God's laid some things on my heart that uh, we're going to take our time with. But I kind of wrote this down. I said, today we want to embark upon a re-education program. What do you mean? Are, are you trying to uh, brainwash this pastor? No, I'm not. But we want to we want to Bible wash us, word wash our minds to get us so important. Well, what are you talking about? Well, I believe, and the more I study about healing, I believe the church. And when I, when I say the church, I'm talking about you and I. We are the church. We must change our mindset about sickness and disease but we need to change our mindset about health and healing also. Uh, it is so important of what we believe and how we respond. If we're attacked by sickness or disease or we feel pain, usually the first thing is for us to react to our feelings. That's contrary to what God's word says. And a lot of times we'll receive sickness and disease and then start trying to fight against it. We should not receive sickness as ours. Disease is not part of our makeup. It shouldn't be. Well, pastor, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. One of the things that you'll hear me say in, in my notes and talking about this, just because we're experiencing something, listen to me now, doesn't mean it's the will of God. Just because you, you may have gone through something, it doesn't mean that it's God's will for you. And if sickness or disease or injury or any type has occurred, you and I ought to resist it just like we resist the devil. Because it is from the devil. And we're going to find that out. But we've got to change our mindset. We've got to change how we think about it. Let me ask this question to you. Do you believe the Bible is true? You do? I do too. And because I do believe what the Bible is true, we need to go to find out in the word what we should be believing and how we should be believing about things. A lot of folk, and my father in the ministry, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagan, made this statement. He said Christians in his ministry at that time, but uh, he's heard folk, and I've heard people say this kind of, but people will say when sickness attacked, well, maybe God put this sickness on me to teach me something. Let me help say this to you. God does not use the devil's tools. And sickness and disease does not come from God. 
sickness and disease does not come from God. God does not put any sickness on, on you to teach you anything. He never has. He never wills. Jesus said, I've come to give you and I life and life more abundantly. How I many know an abundant life is not a sick life? An abundant life is a well life. Well, pastor, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. Well, a lot of us are dealing with a lot of things. But again, God didn't ordain it. The Bible says there's no sickness in heaven. And as we, as we study and pray, if there's not any sickness in heaven, we ought, to be, ought not to want to experience it or have it or even allow it to exist in our bodies. What do I need to do? We need to fight. We need to fight. And we're going to look at some things that, and I'm going to say some things that may be challenging for us. Because I, as I've been studying about this, one of the things that I've come to find out that I must believe about me, I'm not going to believe anymore that sickness or disease can exist in my body. I refuse to accept it. How about you? I, I, I'm not going to believe that, that because I reach a certain age, that automatically that means that I got, I got to accept certain disease processes. Matter of fact, I shouldn't accept anything that's unlike God. And sickness and disease is not like God. Look at your name and say, we better listen to this. <laughs> okay, well, let's see then what the word says about sickness and disease. Well, Pastor, you haven't even given us the title yet. Let me give that to you. We entitled this message, Jesus Demonstrated God's Will is Healing. Jesus, in his earthly walk, in his ministry, he demonstrated the will of God. Jesus is, not was, is the will of God. And he was the will of God in action on this earth. And everything that he did and said, we ought to strive to reach it for ourselves and be in it. How many want to walk in God's best? You want to have God's best not only in your, in your uh, physical life, but in your spiritual life, in your financial walk and talk, but in every area of your being and every area of your family's being. I believe you do. And in talking about this subject matter, and again, we're going to lay some foundation that may be challenging to us. And I think it's important that it is. But we said about this particular first part of this teaching if you want to see God at work look at Jesus if you want to see God at work look at Jesus he is the will of God in action if you want to know how you and I should act if you want to know how you and I should live we need to look at the life of Jesus that means we got to get in the Bible and study it and read it and see how he walked, and see how he talked, and see how he uh, ministered out, and what he said to people, and what he expected, and what he didn't expect, what he allowed, and what he didn't allow in his life. 
from this point on, or from the point that I came up, I'm not going to allow sickness to come and reside in me without me resisting it with everything that I have within me. I'm not going to do it. And I'm encouraging you not to. Well, Pastor, I'm, I'm a certain age. You know, when you get a certain age, different things come, and you just need to know that you're not going to be the same. Well, you may not be the same, but you had not got to yield to the devil to be what he wants you to be and do what he wants you to do. Amen? I, I, I'm telling you now, this is going to be challenging, and it's a mindset that Chris, I believe Christians have allowed to get in our makeup that we need to change. What do you mean in our makeup? In what and how we look and what we expect. Ladies, when y'all put on uh, different uh, types of makeup and different things, you, you do that because you, you want to present the very best you that you can. Am I right about that? I have to uh, tread gingerly on this. Pastor Ella warns me about saying things to you ladies and being kind and nice. Amen. But, uh, you know, I know that's the reason. <laughs> I didn't say this, but Brother Hagin said this, okay? Brother Hagin said this, and I think he said, uh, uh, I'm not, well, he said it anyway. He, he, and, but I picked it up, and I, and I quote him. Brother Hagin said, uh, ladies, even an old barn looks better with a little paint on it. Thank you for your enthusiasm and, and for y'all going with me and all them amens that you gave me. I'm not call I told you, I didn't say that. Brother Hagin did, and I'm not calling anybody an old barn or anything like that. But Brother Hagin said, even if you got an old barn, when you put some paint on it, it looks better. That's what he said, okay? Amen. Let's move on. All right. What does the Bible say, preacher? Well, in Matthew 15, verse 22. Matthew 15, verse 22. And again, when we want to find out or get our mind renewed to certain things, we need to go see what, what, what the Bible says. And, and here's an example of how what Jesus thought and what the Bible thought about us believing and receiving by faith the healing power of God. Matthew 15, verse 22 says this, A Canaanite woman from the area came out and began shouting, Lord, son of David, please help me. My daughter has a demon inside her, and she is suffering very much. She was under attack. In this particular case, there was a spirit that was uh, hindering her, a spirit from the enemy. Now, now, let me say this. Not all sickness comes because folks have some type of evil spirit, but that can happen. But all, I will say this. All sickness does come from the devil. All God doesn't have any sickness to give out. He's not passing anybody, any, any out to anybody. But let's just see how, how Jesus related this. But Jesus, in verse 23, but Jesus did not answer her. What? Doesn't sound like Jesus. But that's what it says. So the followers came to him and said, tell her to go away. She keeps crying out and will not leave us alone. Jesus heard but he didn't answer her when she first said it. There was a reason for that. Notice when he did answer. Jesus answered, 
God sent me only to the lost people of Israel. Then the woman came over to Jesus and bowed before him. She said, Lord, help me. She needed help. Was she needing help for herself? Or in this case, let's read on. We'll find out. He answered her with this saying. Oh, boy. It is not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Pastor, it sounds like Jesus called her a dog. I don't think he called her a dog, but it sounded that way. He was saying, I didn't come for folks that were not a part of the family of Israel. You know, most folks, if they had thought that the Lord called or any minister or anybody called him a dog, that would have been a fight. Or they would have been, uh, or they'd have been insulted and said, "Who does this man think he is, calling me a dog?" And 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 I've come to get help from him. I thought he was supposed to be kind. I'd heard a lot about him, and and look what he said about me. He called me out of my name like that. But that's not how this woman reacted. Notice in verse twenty-seven, the woman said, "Yes, Lord." In just that two words, we see humility. We see an attitude of what you said, Lord. You know, I'm not of the household of Israel. And folks consider, may consider me lower than. She said this, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the pieces of food that fall from their master's table. You see that sense of humility. You see that sense of desire of her to receive from God, no matter what it may take. Then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Jesus did all that, what seemed like he was ignoring her, what seemed like he was calling her out of a name. He was provoking her. He was provoking her faith to see where she was. And she answered and she came up and Jesus called her attitude. He called her level of response. Great faith. He said, you will get what you asked for. And right then the woman's daughter was healed. She didn't even come asking for herself for healing. She came asking for her daughter. But she was at such a desire, such a, 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 a need for help for her loved one that she humbled herself and accepted what looked like was negative stuff but was operating at a high level to receive from the man that she knew could help her. And Jesus said right then, your faith has made her whole. And the Bible says, right then. It didn't say she was there right then, but we go back and read other passages about this. When, and, and when the lady went back and asked, that time when he said that, her daughter was healed. Right attitude. Knowing the word of God. Knowing the will of God. 
puts you and I in a position to receive health, healing, wholeness, and wellness. But it's up to us to have mind renewed so that we can walk in that. First of all, we got to know that it's never God's will for us to be sick. And God is not putting any sickness on us. The enemy, the devil is the one who puts sickness on people, not God, not Jesus. The devil is the one that does that. Well, Pastor, how do you know? Because the word of God tells us that. Again, we're laying a foundation because our minds need to be changed. Our minds need to, you and I and every other believer especially, needs to know that sickness and disease cannot exist in us without a fight. Sickness and disease will not exist or attack us without us resisting it with everything that's in us. How do we do that? We get in the word. John 6, 38. John 6, 38 says this, and this is what Jesus said, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Do you want to know God's will in every situation? I do. And I believe you do too. If I want to know what God's will is, I need to look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. And you'll find out what the will of God is. Jesus is the will of God in action. When he walked on this earth, he acted upon what he heard the father say. And then he expected it to come to pass. And we see in Acts 10, verse 38, Acts 10, verse 38, he went about doing good and healing. All. Acts 10, 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. Doing what? Good. And healing some people sometime healing all that were oppressed of who? The devil. For God was with him. Notice where disease comes from. Not from Jesus. Not from God. Sickness and disease or oppression comes from the devil. The devil wants to keep you from living a comfortable life. He wants to keep you from living a long life. We know, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but John 10.10 lets us know that the thief, the devil, is the one that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. An abundant life is not a sick life. An abundant life is not a weak life. But if I just bow every time a pain hits me or when somebody tells me that when you reach a certain age, then you, you, you're, you know, uh, your function is going to stop. Your mind is going to, going to stop working the way it did. And I just accept that the devil will come in and he'll reap ha havoc in my life. 
Well, Pastor, that has happened to people. It's happened to people, good Christian folks, good loving folks. You know, I know that's true. But because someone experienced that does not mean that that was God's will for them. Pastor, you said they were too weak? No, I'm saying we all need to learn more of what the will of God is. Every one of us needs to learn more of what God wants us to have. And we need to be willing to realize that if there's ever any uh, thing that will hinder us, it's not on God's end. He didn't give it. If there's ever anything that will come and reside in us, it's not because that was God's desire for something bad, but because we didn't know some things, that we allow certain things because we didn't have understanding. The Bible says in all I get it, we need to get understanding. Well, Pastor, you're still putting it off on me. Well, it's so important for us to realize that there are expectations from God from us. And the fact is, we need to find out if there's a truth that I can walk in and I'm not, but I can, I want to change to where I can have it. If there's a blessing that I can have and that I can walk in and I, that, I, that I don't have right now, if I can have it, I want to get it and walk in the light of it and have it in my life. And that's including of health, financial blessing, and any blessing that God w will want to give us. Well, Pastor, again, uh, you know, I've seen folks that, that love God and that, and that we know we're saved and, and, and some have, have died prematurely. Are you saying that that wasn't the will of God? What we need to know is what God says. God said, is his will that not only we all be saved, but that all walk in the abundance of God's grace, that we walk in health and healing. Let's look at the word and examine not by someone's experience of what they had or even what we have, but what the Bible actually says. Notice Matthew again, 15, verse 29. And we, we'll look at this in the ERV. Jesus told us or showed us what we ought to be expecting. Matthew 15, verse 29 says this. Then Jesus went from there to the shore of the Lake Galilee. He went up on a hill and sat down. A large crowd of people came to him. They brought many other sick people and put them before him. Now he healed. The, this is right after he, the, the, the lady that uh, had got a daughter healed. These people, you know, they heard about the healing. They followed. Pastor talked about it. When, you, when, when, when good things happen and good things are going on, people are going to want to follow. That's the reason it's going to be so important for us to see demonstration of the power of God. Too long, church. Everybody look at me for a second. Too long, we thought we ought to just pray for the sick instead of minister healing to the sick and allow Jesus to 
minister the power of God. And we ought to expect to see it come to pass. What I'm talking about is the mindset, my renewal, in fact, that when we pray, we ought to expect fully people to recover. When you pray for yourself, you ought to expect to recover. And when you pray for others, first of all, are you praying for anybody else besides yourself? Amen. <laughs> we need to do that if we're not. But even when you're praying for yourself, are you expecting to get your healing? Do you believe that you're entitled to it? Why? Because God said we were. But notice what Jesus said again, verse 30. A large crowd of people came to him. They brought many other sick people and put them before him. What did he do? They, what were these people like? They were people who could not walk, people who were blind, crippled, or deaf, and many others. Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. Well, he's the Lord. Yes, he is the Lord. But when he operated on this earth, he did not operate in his godly Shekinah glory power. He operated as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. As an example for you and I too, we have access to that same type of power, that same type of anointing. Because the Bible says we do. But are we expecting, when you pray for somebody, are you expecting to see them get up? Are you expecting to, to see that sickness cease and desist? We got to start expecting that. We got to start not just doing it, but doing it with great expectation that what God said in the word is going to come to pass. And you know what? That does mean that our minds have to change to not only thinking it's possible for something good to happen, but it's going to happen because God's word says it will. Notice, Jesus healed them all. Notice what happened with the people. Just like it'll happen today when, when folks start walking out of wheelchairs and reaching the World Bible Church and folks start uh, getting, getting healed of cancer and COVID and everything. I thank God that I've seen folks in, in, in our ministry that we've laid hands on and received healing from cancer. I've seen folks that, have been, that, that, that we've laid hands on. I, I've, seen, I've seen healings take place in different, different, different people's lives in this church. But I don't just want to see that occasionally. I want to see that all the time. How many know we can believe and receive what God said we could have? How many believe that we can? How many want to be a part of that? God says we can and we should and we ought to expect it. Notice verse 31. People were amazed when they saw that those who could not speak were now able to speak. Crippled people were made strong. Those who could not walk were now able to walk. The blind were able to see. What did everybody do? Everyone thanked the God of Israel for this and they were excited about it because they saw it. They experienced it. Some of their own loved ones received it. Some of them received it. How many know that God is a good God? And the Bible says he has no preference of person. If he's done one good thing for anybody, he's bound to do it for you and I. He wants to. But the question I'm asking you and asking myself, how big is I want to? Are we believing God's word enough to believe that he'll do it for me? 
Thank God uh, for, for us knowing that uh, men and women of God of old laid hands on the sick and saw them recover. But what are we doing? What are we expecting when we do it? I refuse to accept anything less than God's best. My mind has been changed by the word of God. I'm encouraged. I must know this too. We must know sickness and di disease is never the will of God. You got you to gotta know that even if you're under attack right now and you're dealing with something in your body, that sickness and disease is not God's will for you to walk in. That it has never been his will and it never will be his will. God told us that in the word. And we've already looked at it because I got ahead of myself. But in John 10, 10 and, and 11, he said this, the thief, the devil cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they, you and I or anyone that will receive might have life and that they, you and I might have it more abundantly. An abundant life is a well life. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Are you a child of God? Jesus gave his life for us. He did. He gave his life for you and I. But it's up to us to expect to walk in that. Why would Jesus give his life if he wanted us to be sick? Some folk think because um, even insurance companies say, call disaster and things acts of God. They're not. They're acts of the devil. Sickness and disease is acts of the devil. I had a minister one time, and I think if you've been around here any, any time, Pastor Ellen and I went to visit this minister in the hospital, and they told us, well, God, and, and, they, and I knew, I knew this, this individual. I, I knew their, their past. I know they loved God, and they had been ministering, healing themselves and laying hands on, on people. But they made this statement to us in the hospital room. Well, I guess God had to put, make me sick so that I could get some rest. I wanted just, even that time, I was, I was, at that time I was younger in the ministry than I am now. And I wanted to say, no! Because if that minister thought because they were experiencing something that God had put that on them, they were teaching that to the same people that they were trying to get healed. And why would God put sickness on you to, to make you rest? I've heard people say, well, God made me sick so I could take a vacation. God don't have to make you sick for the, to, to give you the money for, for you to go to, to take a vacation. God, give me, give me the finances to go to, go to Gatlinburg, to go to, to go to Gulf Shores. God is not putting sickness on folk to make them rest. Now, Pastor Ella talked yesterday, it's important that we get rest. But a lot of times that's just us saying no to some people that are asking us to do some things. A lot of times that's us just saying, no, I need to stop. And take care of myself. But God's not putting sickness and disease on us so that we can rest. He wants us to have enough godliness in us to know we need to stop and rest. Look at neighbor said, quit, quit doing something all the time. You need to get some sleep and relax sometimes. <laughs> Amen. Talking to y'all too out there on the live stream. <laughs> Jesus 
Jesus said in John, 3 John 1, verse 2, 3 John 1, verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in hell, even as thy soul prosper. How many know you're the beloved of God? If you're a child of God, you're an heir and join heir with Jesus, it's his will that you prosper and be in hell. Jesus is not putting sickness and disease and taking away good health because he loves you. And he said his will above all things that you have prosperity in your life and that you be healthy. I mean, no, you, to, to live a long life, you want to live a strong life and be healthy in the process. And that's the will of God. But the fact is, there's a devil, an enemy, as we said, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The fact is, he's going to do everything he can to prevent us from living that long, healthy life. What are you saying, Pastor? We said it, I said it like this. This is a war. Look at your name and say, this is a war. We're in a fight. But we win. But we need to have mind change, mind renewal. We need our minds renewed that this is a war. The devil's not going to quit. He's not going to stop trying you. When you hear this word, the Bible says he'll come immediately to steal it. To rob you. That's when you need to write down notes. You need to get this, this uh, uh, embedded message and listen to it again. You need to feed your faith on it and realize that it's God's will for you to be healed all the time. No matter what you've experienced in the past. No matter what you've seen others experience. You can have God's best in your life. But our mind needs to change. Our mind needs to be renewed. Romans 12, 1. And you know that's one of my favorite passages of scripture. Romans 12, verse 1 and verse 2 says this. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Who did it say to present? You. I have to present my bodies. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. One translation says my spiritual worship. And be not conformed to this world or to ungodly teaching that says that God put this on folks. Nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in Scripture that do you see when somebody came to Jesus that he said, no, I'm not going to heal you because you need to be a little bit more pious. You need to have this sickness in a while so you can learn something from it. You may have heard other people say, you may even have a minister say that. You never heard me say that, and you never will. God does not use the devil's tools and neither should we. And that's more than just drugs. That's more than just uh, uh, illicit sex. That's more than uh, getting on the uh, uh, internet and watching or doing things that you ain't got no business. That's allowing the mess of wrong teaching and wrong thinking to exist in us and receiving it. That's just as devilish as taking a drug. Taking wrong teaching will kill you. It'll rob you. It's robbed people of their health. It's robbed people of their wealth. Because people thought, and people, it looks like prosperity is something wrong with that. No! God says His will that we all have God's best. That's the reason He came. People say, Pastor, you ought to preach the gospel. I am. People that preach healing and prosperity, people think that's not the gospel. That is the gospel. If you're preaching anything else, you're not preaching the gospel. 
we need to have our minds changed, don't we? We got to know that God came to give us life and life more abundantly. Romans 12, verse 1, and we're fixing to close. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do I do that, Pastor? How do I get to the point to where I'm not conformed to the world? He told us, James told us in, in, in the fourth chapter, verse 7 and 8, he said, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. First, we've got to submit to God. How do I do that? By submitting to his word. Then resist the devil. Resist sickness when you're in attack. When a pain hits you, don't accept it. When a headache comes, say, no, get, get away from me. I'm healed. You got to flee. He said, verse 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Notice it. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. And the Bible says we all sin and come short of the glory of God. We're not sinners anymore because we've been saved. But he said, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Folks that are double-minded that are thinking one way, well, God might have did this so I could learn something. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm over here. He, he said, purify your heart. Purify your mind. Get your minds transformed. What I need to do? Give myself to God completely in every area. My last closing, James 4, starting at verse 1. And then going through verse 8 in the ERV. It clarifies that. I'm going to read it. Do you know where your fight and arguments come from? We're in a war, y'all. But a lot of times that fight is within us. They come from the selfish desires that make war inside you. You see that? You want things. Uh-oh. Y'all mind if. You see, this is not me. I'm reading scripture. How many know we want to be scripture believers? How many know the only way you can be scripture, scriptural is to read scripture? He says, you want things, but you don't get them. Why? So you kill and are jealous of others. Jealousy. But you still cannot get what you want, so you argue and fight. You're always fussing and fighting with folks because of the word that's dangerous. You don't get what you want because you don't ask God where you're going to or who are you going to. Or when you ask, you don't receive anything because the reason you ask is wrong. Why is that? You only want to use it for your own pleasure. You people are not faithful to God. Oh, goodness. I don't want to be included in that you people statement there. How about you? You should know that loving what the world has is the same as hating God. Ah, when I say the world, when it says the world here, it's talking about the world system. Loving the things that are unlike God, that, that don't come from God. The world system. He says, so anyone who wants to be friends with the evil world becomes God's enemy. It doesn't say you can't enjoy good things, but you, you can't get out and just live in sin and think you're going to live in sin for a minute and then hop back in the word. 
and be happy and in peace. You can't. You're double-minded. You're not going to get anything that's going to last. We need to soak ourselves and saturate ourselves in the will of God in Jesus. Do you think, verse 5, do you think the scriptures mean nothing? The scriptures say the spirit God made to live in us wants us only for himself. But the kindness God shows is greater. As the scripture says, God is against the proud, but he is kind to the humble. That mother that wanted healing for her child. It was always Jesus and God's will for that child to be healed. But she, humility came up. She said, yeah, might be a dog, God. But even the dogs eat the crumbs off of the Lord's table, off the master's table. And she said, I'll take my crumb. See, a crumb from God will, will satisfy you for, forever. Really, I put it like this. God don't have no crumbs. Everything he has is wonderful. Amen. <laughs> it's like, I, I think, <laughs> Sister Turner, I think about when you got a good cake, and I know you make good food. When you got a good cake, and, and all of it's gone, but on, on the pan, because I used to be like this with Mama, and it's just crumbs left. And, and I, I can remember just going in with my fingers and, and the icing and the crumb. It's just scrubbing all of them out. And get as much as I can. Somebody else done that too. <laughs> it's just eating it. And, and oh, it's some of the best that you ever had. It may have been a crumb for someone, but it was an abundant blessing for me. <laughs> Amen. All God has is good and is abundance when we partake of it with the right attitude. Come near to God, verse 8 says. And he will come near to you. You may have been a sinner. So clean sin out of your lives. Only way you can do that is turn it over to God. And Jesus will do it for us. You are trying to follow God and the world at the same time. Stop it. Make your thinking pure. And the only way we can get our thinking pure is to get our minds transformed. We got to change our mindset, y'all. You get some things out of this. I hope you got encouraged. We got to change. We're going to walk in here. We're going to see healing in, in, in this church like we never have before. We're going to pray and, and expect it every time. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the word today. We thank you for the truths that were transformed and have transformed us. Lord, no longer are we just going to accept sickness and disease because somebody said we, were, we had gotten too old to experience God's best anymore. No longer are we going to just receive any uh, a death sentence from even a doctor where we know that Jesus says, by his stripes I am healed. No longer are we just going to receive things. We're going to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to believe God. We're going to fight what, with, with, with the word of God. And, and I left that part out of it. But that's what we got to do. Let me stop my prayer. Let me get this last part. Uh, James, you can put it back on there. Fight the good fight of faith. How do you do that? First Timothy 6 says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things, the following, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, peace, and meekness. Fight the good fight of faith by laying hold of eternal life. Laying hold of the word. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession, confession before my witnesses. Fight. Now let's start back praying. Lord, help us to fight the good fight of faith. And a good fight is when you win. And thank God you've won. 
And Lord, because you won, we win. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for healing us. And Lord, we believe it and receive it right now. If that's you say it's mine, healing is mine, prosperity is mine, I have it now. In Jesus' name, amen. You glad you came today? Thank God I am. We're going to change our, our mindset about some things, y'all. No longer is the devil going to be free to roughshod over us anymore. Because we're going to do what the Word says. Amen. We're going we're to act like the Word of God is true, because it is. And when we need to find out about something, we're going to go to the Word and find out what it says. I'm not going by past experiences or what somebody else has experienced. I'm going by what the Word says. And I'm going to trust God that I'm going to walk in that. And I'm going to fight until I win. I'm going to fight until I get mine. Well, pastor, what if you die? If I am, if I die, I'm going to die in faith fighting. Amen. Uh, I mean, that's the only way to die is in faith. Trust in God. Amen. Glory to God. Can y'all tell I got a little excited about even studying this, I guess. I hope I didn't holler at y'all too much, but, <laughs> but I did. I mean, there's a change taking place in, in my thinking. No longer is sickness going to be permitted in my body. I'm not going to allow it. I'm going to fight it. You can't stop an attack, but you can stop, stop and not entertain it. And I'm not entertaining sickness anymore. I'm going to resist it and it must flee. Doors of church are open. If anyone is in here that never made Jesus the Lord of life, that's the first Lord of the life. That's the first step by asking him to come in. If you're out there right now, uh, if you're in here, you can raise your hand. We'll pray with you and for you. If you need Jesus, if you need to come back to him, you, you were, but you walked away. You need to come back. Just raise your hand. I want to pray with you in here. If you're at home, just wherever you are, I want to pray with you right now. We're going to pray this prayer together right now. And I'm going to ask all of you in here to repeat this. But if you're at home and you need uh, to know that Jesus is for you and he's with you and that he's healed you, that he saved you, you need to repeat this prayer after me. Pray this prayer, y'all. Let's pray it out loud. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you paid the price that you died for me. I'm saved. I am free. And I'm healed. I'm whole. And I'm well. Satan. We give you no place. I'm forgiven. In Jesus name. Amen.